Tonight's episode is brought to you by the Be Real Podcast Network. For more episodes like this, go to BREELnetwork.com. Enjoy the show. everybody and welcome to an awesome episode of movie guys podcast i'm jordan along here with eric and ed tonight we're talking about my favorite movie franchise of all time we'll find out if this is one of my favorite movies in the movie franchise of all time tonight we're talking about alien covenant guys how you doing tonight i'm excited that that was literally the worst spoiler i've ever heard in my life we now know everything you're going to say about this movie (laughs) that's not true that's not true no i'm Pretty sure. I mean, we had been saying it before the movie was even out, right? I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that's documented as we were talking about archived recordings before the show started. That, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. it was like Babe Ruth calling his shot, except we called the shot for him. Yeah, <laughs> yes. pretty sure that yeah, you were true. you were gonna love this true. movie no matter no matter what. So, uh, guys, uh, I it's fine. Do you want to just jump right been... into it then? Go, go right ahead. Go, please. Let him. No, kind of. Yeah. Let well, him get I mean, his I mean, rant we, in now because this is gonna. <laughs> we always, we always. Uh, I mean, like we 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 always talk about. Of course, we're talking about our movie going experience. But I mean, for me, as a personal experience, Alien has been a part of my life since. Guys, I I literally can't tell you how old I was. Um, uh, I'm I'm 30 now, so I would say I was probably maybe six years old, and uh, my uh, grandmother uh, who passed away in '09. Uh, we always would go to her house. Uh, my dad's mom, her name was Joyce, and uh, she had Showtime one time for free. You know, back in the day when they used to do that on cable, when they give you like HBO Showtime for free. Oh, they, yeah, you they know. give you a weekend. Yeah, yeah. Well, those were a lot recorded. of two a.m. There were a lot of two a.m. Red Shoe oh, Diary goodness. nights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. David Duchovny. <laughs> nice. um, I guess one time in the past, uh, she recorded Aliens, the sequel. Uh, and you can, and, and I knew it was from Showtime because every, cause it was a blank tape. And when you played the aliens movie it had the Showtime logo on the bottom right hand of the screen. And my dad didn't know what to do with my brother and I, you know, cause he only had us on the weekends. So he just plopped us in front of the TV screen and he showed us predator alien, you know, you know, not hardcore, but something that's a little bit, you know. And my brother and I just loved it. We never knew there was Alien, Alien 3. We never knew any of that stuff. We just loved Aliens. We loved Ripley and Hicks. It was a big ordeal. We had the toys growing up. Now I collect them as action figures. So, yes, I have a problem. Well, I know. It's it's not a bad one to get into. The the Xenomorph is a really cool-looking alien. Always has been. Always and forever. Very iconic. And um, uh, who's the... uh, uh, Who's the, the the artist? Who's whose mind did we go into? Uh, H.R. Geiger. Yeah, like he, a fantastic visionary. Like what an awesome world, you know, just the the, the world he's created in in this both the ship and in uh, the just it's really cool. Very good attention yeah. to detail and creates on and uh, unfortunately world. he passed away too. Yeah. Uh, Geiger passed away a few years ago. If you are a super nerd like me, not only to you guys, but to the fans, if you're a super nerd on Netflix, if you type in H.R. Uh, Geiger, there's a documentary about his last year um, before he passed away and how he lived and his where his inspiration comes from. So check out that documentary. It's on Netflix. So, so uh, uh, well, actually, before we get into it, let's let's bring everyone up to speed on their alien history as I have it up here. This is the sixth movie in the series. But the second part of the prequel series, following Prometheus, right? Yes. I'm right so far. And then there have been uh, confirmed two more. Uh, one long. more so far. Well, one more in two parts, maybe? A prologue? One more in two parts properly. It's, it's called Alien Awakening, and it's coming out in two years from now. It's coming I see out in reports of Alien Covenant... Oh, these are just probably its own separate things. These are probably just in... in... Okay, gotcha. So one more to follow up after this. Yeah, yeah, one more. And, um, you know, so like I said, guys, I mean, like, Alien has been a part of my life uh, for many years. And I guess to end my story, my dad took my brother and I in 1997. I I, I will remember this forever. To see uh, Batman and Robin. 
He didn't know it was going to be bad. Neither do us. We were kids. Whatever. Batman and Robin. Yeah. And suit. One of the trailers, Very believe good, it or not, yeah. for Batman and Robin was Alien Resurrection. Came out the same year. And and we're like, there's a new Alien movie, and we can see it in theaters. This is great. And Dad's like, well, you guys know there's like two more before this. And we're like, what? So like, you know, yeah. So he showed us Alien 3 next, and then he showed us Alien because he thought Alien would bore us. It didn't. We fell in love with it. So yeah, you guys known for years ever since we started Movie Guys podcast. Yeah. Cheerleader for Alien. Uh, so yeah, uh, my theater experience. I went on a. I went on a Tuesday night. Me and only six other people. Everybody was going to see Snatched. How did you guys experience? Was there anybody in your theater or anything? Or it was literally just me and my bro. Like we went. Like my buddy. We went today, uh, and it is. Right now we're recording a little after a little after nine on Wednesday, and I saw it at four o'clock today. There was nobody there. It uh, it looks like it didn't do too well at the box office, right? Did it win the weekend? Well, it beat Guardians it of the Galaxy. It out. did. It did win the weekend. So what its I overall gross is, is really at I see it around one hundred and twenty-five. Hundred twenty-four million. Yeah, so far. Hundred twenty-four million with a budget of ninety-seven. So it definitely made its money back. Yeah. Well, of course it did. I mean, people knew what this movie was. You know, after Prometheus had come out, they they knew what this one was. Nobody knew Prometheus. And I don't know about you guys, but when it had come out, I didn't go see it because I didn't know. I didn't know what it was. I didn't care. There's another sci-fi, you know, aliens movie, not like alien series that we nobody knew until the very end. And a lot of people were thoroughly disappointed with that. That changed their thoughts on the movie. Um, so I didn't see it, actually. You know, I'm going to confess, I didn't even watch it till today. The, the reason we're recording so late is because I watched <laughs> it today after the movie came out. Nice. Well, you know what? Alien Covenant has suffered from what I have officially now called the Batman versus Superman syndrome. Whoa, where... wait, what? Wait, wait, what? Yeah. What do you mean? Oh yeah. What do you mean by so that? So what I mean by So what I mean by Alien Covenant has suffered from Batman versus Superman syndrome. Ridley Scott was approached. Now this is knowledge from a super fan. So this is going to be a very interesting episode. Um, Ridley Scott was approached by 20th Century Fox to do uh, three prequel alien movies to lead up to the first alien. Yes. And to shorten it up, he said absolutely not. I'm not doing that. I told my story, I'm done. This franchise is dead. We're not doing it. And they threw a bunch of money at him, and he said, well, I have this story, which it turned out to be Prometheus, so can we say this is? You know, so he kind of, like, cherry-picked. What happened, though, is that when he made Prometheus, all the fans, guys like me, were like, what the fuck? I thought we were seeing an Alien prequel. What's going on? They had two other scripts done that were completely going in a completely different direction than what this movie did. So this movie is a response to all the backlash that they got. Brandywine, 20th Century Fox, and also Ridley Scott in his Scott Free Production Studio House got from the fans saying, we thought you were making an Alien prequel, what the fuck? So they completely threw the other two scripts out the window, and they created Alien Covenant and the soon-to-be Alien Awakening. That's why this is not called Prometheus 2. That's why it's called Alien. It, because it is confusing. To a fan or to I'll anybody say, else, it's confusing. I'm lost because on you that can't call the movie, you can't call the prequel Prometheus and have no alien in the title. Like you can't call. I mean, like if you call it Alien Prometheus, then people get it. But if you just call it Prometheus, they're like, oh, it's another movie. It's Prometheus One. Is flip. actually what they called it, right? Yeah, it's just Prometheus. Yeah. So, but now you got Alien Covenant. So that's what I mean by the uh, Batman vs. Superman. People bitched and was like, wait a minute, Superman's supposed to be an awesome guy, but he killed, like, thousands of people in Metropolis, so wouldn't that piss off somebody? And they're like, yeah, I guess Batman will be pissed, you know? And So then they changed everything. That's what I'm saying. Well, I, whatever that means, I, they still fucked up with the Batman-Superman script, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about this one in, instead. And, and so, wait, so... I, with the whole Prometheus script, then, like that's what that's what they had, or that's what really Scott had the entire time. Like that's that's what I want to know. <laughs> did he drop the microphone? He did, he definitely dropped his camera just now. We definitely yeah, got my, an underwear uh, shot. <laughs> my uh, phone dropped. No, um, no. Uh, Ridley Scott 
wrote a screenplay for for three movies and they were all going to lead up to the first alien movie to a certain degree so and, and because of that but, what you said now we have these the, the two out already and then the third one so he he did he had prometheus in the can and, but yes yeah yes yeah yeah um he uh he had prometheus in the can they said yes to alien covenant but it wasn't called alien covenant it was just called paradise lost they weren't going to call it anything else but Paradise Lost. But the backlash on the internet, the fans, everybody was like, I thought you were making an alien movie. I want my xenomorph. Don't give me these neomorphs. Don't give me these deacons. Don't give me this. I want to know the history of the space jockey. I want to know the history of the xenomorph. Give me that movie. And that's what really Scott decided to do. So basically what you're giving us is an explanation and reasoning as behind as to why uh, – Prometheus was good, and this movie was fucking terrible. But now, oh I, God, I, I have to to ask this guy's too because, uh, uh, not to jump too far ahead, but um, this movie's an obvious sequel to Prometheus, an obvious prequel to the rest of the franchise here too. And I I, I left the movie thinking just like okay, like story wise, like uh, I, I'm yes and no about it. Like I, there are some holes that I want to actually crack, on, and then we'll talk about those a little bit later. But overall, if we're looking at the, the major arc, some of it's starting to make sense. Because you remember in uh, Alien and, uh, uh, you know, just like, or Aliens too, uh, those uh, um, kind of the, the, the plants that they were on. And just kind of, it makes kind of some sense. And if I'm being vague about my details, and that's probably because I haven't, or not as familiar with it as you, Jordan. But for everything, for the way to this movie uh, have ended with, the colony ship, you know, something with a lot of uh, seeded life that's on there, and to have it be possibly corrupted by a species like this, the way that it ended, and really set up for a third one could uh, make a lot of sense for the rest of the uh, the original three. Well, see, what sucks is for guys like me, what is good and bad about this is that they're doing something new, but what's bad for me, right off the bat, is that in Prometheus and in this movie, this is not the planet from Alien, and this is not the planet from Aliens. The planet from Alien and Aliens is LV-426. The planet in Prometheus was LV-222. Okay. And this, and this planet is the engineer's home world. So, and they never said this was LV-246. So, we don't, so when they, so when Ripley... And the Nostromo crew from the first Alien movie arrives on LV-426, and Kane gets the facehugger attached, and boom, we get the first movie. We have not seen that spacecraft crash there yet. Right. We don't know that's, why that's, they have well, that, that's, that's the third movie. You just gave us the third movie. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, is, is that's where that, that that's where it's going to pick off. Very uh, Rogue One style, you know, where it's mm -hmm. just going to yeah. go from one right into the other. And, well, uh, the rumor is they're going to do the – sorry to interrupt, but the rumor is the last shot of that movie, of the third movie, Alien Awakening, is going to be like Rogue One where Ripley and Dallas and Parker and Lambert and Kane and Ash, they're going to board the Nostromo on Earth to go to space. So – and that's – and, you know, because that's the crew in the first Man, I, I tell you, space is fucked up. It's a, it's a pretty cool concept to have like this, this uh, uh, death species that, that's kind of, you know – Paris that kind of looks that looks around. I, I like it. It's cool, but at the same time, like uh, the 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 kind of cosmic dominance that we are showing at this time too. Because even though that uh, um, this colony mission in this movie is uh, is going with the complete, I mean, huge operation, right? What did they say, like two thousand colonists, and then over however many embryos too. Like they they that's two thousand, yeah. And like, what a plan to have! Like, they have already they're stocking up different generations uh, to go kind of just, just colonize this planet. So there's an awesome plan for this kind of happen, and uh, I thought that was a really cool kind of plan too. And so that, but that's easily to assume that's not the only one, right? There's many other colony uh, colony projects or, or uh, freighters like that that Whalen sent out, right? No. Well, this is um, this is a different company. In this movie, like there was Waylon in the first one, and then and then in this one, it's the uh, same, isn't it? it, it oh, yeah, yes, yes, it is the same. Yes, is it, it the is. same? I, I thought I remember yes, it, it being 
like they made mention of it or something like that, and they said he don't own this company or something like that. I could, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Well, yes, because because in Prometheus it was this the Wayland company, but in the promos, which I don't know if, if you guys or the fans have seen on YouTube, because trust me, you got to see all the extra material that's on YouTube from Alien Covenant to get the grasp of everything. Peter Whalen dies 10 years prior in Prometheus, so Utani buys a portion of the company, and they become Whalen-Utani. Okay, well, because there's that there, so there's a the prologue there's a prologue video right? Like, yeah, to this movie. Like I I didn't I didn't know that till you know till there's this. like two or three of them. Okay, well that explains why James Franco was nowhere in this fucking movie. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he got he got. James Franco he, got He was on the iPad. He was on an iPad yes. video flashback. That's it. He was nowhere in this movie. He got he got toasted real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I could not believe that. I literally could not believe Okay, so like I was I was thinking that, the nuts and bolts. I was thinking he was gonna yeah. come back. Like that's uh, that was my well, guess. I was, was thinking that too. Yeah, I was just like that'd be yeah. fucked up. This is the second uh, science fiction in space movie that we've that we've reviewed so far this year. Where like a guy who's a lead actor, a, a top name, a top build name, gets killed off in the first instant of the movie. Yeah, yeah, we're right. talking about life, aren't you? Life. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I think Ryan Reynolds is the first one to go on that, right? Yeah, and, and you know, here's, I mean, here's the thing. I expected a lot from this movie. You know, I I didn't expect it to be the greatest movie ever, but I love Ridley Scott. Minus Blade Runner. I've never been able to make it all the way through Blade Runner. But that's on me. I'm going to get roasted for that. You're going to so. do it this year, buddy. I know it. I know <laughs> we're going to be reviewing it, so you got to watch the original. Yeah, I, I know. And, I mean, like, because, like, Thelma and Louise, who doesn't love Thelma and Louise? G.I. Jane. Uh, you know, she's the hottest she's ever been in that movie, in my opinion. Gladiator. Hannibal. Uh, you know, Black Hawk Down. You know, American Gangster. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love, I, I love Ridley Scott. Excuse me. I just, I found, I, I like Prometheus, but getting on this movie, I honestly, you know, Jordan, you sort of, you gave me an explanation behind it. I fucking hated this movie. I thought it was, I, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking the characters are developing in a very poor manner. They're developing very slowly and what is developing is forced. And, you know, everybody who's been listening to this show since we started this the series, uh, you know, knows that I hate forced character development, and what and then when the characters are developed, you know who they are. They make the worst possible decisions out of every decision that they could make. You know, I think they make the worst decisions at the end, but I think there's great character development in the beginning before they get to paradise. Well, I mean, they sort of start to tell you a story, and then it goes completely awry. I mean, I thought the visuals were cool. You know, the end scene where they're where they're on the the, the cargo freighter or whatever. No, no. Let, let's start and, with let's start with the beginning. Let's where the okay. movie movie uh, opens we, up with the the colony going through yes. and it's recharging. A little bit of an incident happens and the crew wakes up. It, it's a, it's a jolt through a through a cosmic storm. They wake up uh, to to a little bit of tragedy because James Franco dies in yes. In, yeah, and in, in some odd circumstance in, in in their in their hibernation pods. Everybody like. And they give you a great explanation behind David, you know. I, and I love Michael Fassbender. I think he's incredible. Uh, Walter, you know, in this one. Yes. Yeah. Well, the, the, what I'm saying is, is he's Walter in this one, but he. They give you at the very beginning of the movie, they give oh. you an explanation of David. Yeah, very much so. They, yes. They that tell was a you great scene. Yeah. Great scene. But it also literally reverses David from the first movie, in my opinion. He's there as an assistant. He helps. You know what I mean? He's like, hey, I know how to get us home. And then Doctor, what is Doctor Smart or whatever fuck her name is, Smith, whatever, Shaw, Shaw. Elizabeth Shaw. You know, she they they leave, you know they they leave and they're like, we're gonna go find out why, like why this happened. And he's like, okay, I can get us here. And then all of a sudden, they basically foreshadow that that David's gonna be a dick. He's gonna fuck everybody over, but on purpose this time. Like he did it accidentally in the first movie. Well, maybe accidentally, but you know, no, he didn't. You, Ed, Ed, to interrupt you. This is perfect. This is exactly what they set up in the first Alien movie because in the first Alien movie, they had an android on board that they didn't know was an android, and it was Ash, played by Ian Holt. And he was a later model that was prone to malfunction. That's kind of what David is in a way, 
David is an older model, the original model created by Wayland in his image, that was able to cry. I mean, you saw David cry in this movie. But in Aliens, you get introduced to Lance Hendrickson's character, Android Bishop, who is the Walter of this movie, who is always there to protect, always a good guy, always what he's supposed to do, no emotion. And that's what we got. We got Ash and also uh, Bishop in this. But Eric, you are right. In the beginning of this, this is so interesting. And what I do find that I call bullshit is the character Daniels, R. Ripley, do I say. Yeah. Man, they made her look just like Sigourney Weaver did in Aliens in 1986. They got the hairdo, the guns. You know, her, the, her look grew on me. The shirt. Can I just say, like, uh, we're introduced to her yeah. as, as a very uh, a person in mourning. And that's not her, but uh, she she grew on me in this movie where I was just like, you know what, like, you fucking get it, girl. Like, after, <laughs> after a while, like, I, say, what you, yeah, say what you guys will, but after a while, I was just like, you know what, like, you guys are pretty... There was one scene, though, on uh, when on the carrier where she's getting whipped around like that, and just like, bitch, like, that's that's whiplash right there. Those, you know, just kind of hmm. an unbelievable action scene, but that's not her fault. But her as a character... Uh, I, I think she did a pretty good job. I, I liked this. She did a great job. This strong female character, you know, that, that Alien uh, has been known to do, and it, it it worked really well. I was I was in my doubts. I really was in this movie, um, but she grew on me. I think she did a really good job. I was so they I, they did such a good job, but I was Catherine so Waterson afraid. Is her name the actress? I was so afraid that at some point at the end of the movie, we were going to hear the fact that she was pregnant. And then all of a sudden she had the baby and she wanted to name it Ripley, but she wanted to send it back to oh, her. Oh God, that's that, I, that I, I would be. I was so that that's how much I hated this movie and I thought it was cliche that I thought um, they were going to do that. Oh, I'm glad okay. they didn't because that that would actually I, I would be in your boat if that happened. I'd be like, listen, Jordan, I don't care what you said. This movie sucked because of that. <laughs> but um, no, I'm glad I'm glad they didn't do that. Um, I will say that, that was... there was there was an early mess up in the start of the movie that I will say it was played by uh, uh, the uh, uh, the captain. Uh, what's it, Orem? Right, Billy. Yeah, Billy, so, Billy, yeah, oh, yeah. Billy Crudup, who I love. Yeah, uh, good actor too. But um, by the way, also solid acting on on everyone's part. Just even including the soldiers that mm -hmm. got infected, especially the soldiers that got infected. Blah blah blah, blah, blah you know, just. <laughs> uh, but uh, he he at the beginning of the movie, uh, when he wakes up, but he obviously is is a. a First mate, so he assumes com command of the ship, and he's like, okay, shit, I gotta, uh, you know, we gotta get to work, he's gotta make rational decisions, and he's arguing this point to to his, his wife on the on the ship, his companion on the ship, saying just like, well, you know, I, I they trusted me, like, I gotta put faith aside, and I gotta make the most, you know, best decision, the most rational decision, the most push forward, you know, I gotta make the, the right decision, you know, all the time, and uh, he's trying to do also this whole captain thing, and then suddenly he's just like, oh, yeah, that's a random planet. We should go to that random planet off course completely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bullshit, right? Yeah, I agree with you. Well, now wait a minute, wait a minute. I just wanted, I just want to argue with you for one second about that. He, you know, he's the only person on board that was ex, was was. Uh, you know, he said he wasn't allowed to be captain because he was religious. He he didn't use logic. So Correct. he was a faith. He was a faith based person. So. That, in my opinion, falls in line with that character to a certain extent, because he took what he believed to he what what he believed to be the right call. You know, nobody else because nobody else wanted to go back to sleep because they almost just died. And you know, he took an, a, an act of faith. Okay. And and you know, and and made that decision to go to that planet. I'm gonna roll with you, man. I like yeah, it. I, I I agree with that. Um, also, just so you guys know, for your own common knowledge, uh, the the year this movie takes place is twenty one oh four, and knowing when Alien starts, Ripley is twelve years old when this movie begins. See, I never would just have so known yeah. that. I never would have known that. I'm glad they at least kept in the continuity of the timeline. So right now in this yeah, universe, yeah, that's Ripley is twelve too. years old. I feel like I feel like the um, the people who are, are behind the curtains are really keeping the uh, the fan base alive in this, and they're just like, no, it's it has to be like we, we've we've made the world. We got to stick with the world, you know, and, and follow the absolutely the uh, everything that's in it. So making sure that they're everything's locked up tight. Yeah. 
So what happens is, of course, like we said, James Franco gets killed in this cryo uh, tube, and the and the Covenant is a colony ship that's going to. Or, uh, I'm I'm sorry, I'm saying this wrong. Oregon, Oregon Six, something like that. It's a. They were on the Oregon Trail. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wayland Wayland Utani has been doing research on this for over ten years. They have done extensive research on this new planet, and they're going to go there to start colonizing. It's pretty much a suicide mission for them because they're not coming back to Earth, but they're going there to colonize. However, yeah. though, they get set off course because they are getting a signal, kind of like in the first movie. They don't know if it's an SOS. They don't know if it's a welcome. They don't know, but it's a planet that's only a few weeks away. So they decide to go to that planet. Now it's not in the movie. It's in the screenplay, just for the sake of argument. The name of the planet is called Paradise, because that was the original title. So, because that's the engineer's homeworld. So we go to Paradise, and they find no animals, nothing that's living besides wheat, which is human crops on this planet, which makes no sense to them. And then they find a space jockey ship which is where they find Shaw's message, which is West Virginia Mountain Mama song, which is... It's John uh, Denver, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird John that they Denver. had a couple of plane crashes in this movie. That was weird. <laughs> yeah. Now, another thing that we need to talk about that is great on paper, who I do appreciate. I'm not a fan of Scott. Scott can only do one thing right, in my opinion, and that's sci-fi. But... What, what he did wrong in this movie was they introduced the fact that every single person that we were seeing in this movie was a married couple. And boy, did he completely drop the ball on that because the people, when they start getting destroyed, you don't see their spouse dealing with the the death of their spouse. I'm sorry, guys, but if I go on a Calling a ship with my wife, and my wife gets an alien person through her chest. I'd be fucking devastated. You know what I mean? And they don't show us that stuff. Well, you They're know what? just expendables. They're, you know what I mean? That's and that's that's a good point because uh, everyone that wakes up their life group, they're they're all for the most part couples, right? We 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 see that like yeah, they're all couples. Every single one of them's couples, and there's also a gay couple. There's a too, gay couple in there too. I, I did see that. That's true. Yep. There. Yep. And uh, so yeah, so that it's. Across across the board, I understand that the grievance part of it too, uh, but I guess it's you know you're in space. It's not slowing down. You're you know you got to grieve. I get it. You'll you'll have your time, but and that's where I think just like why would you want to land the ship? Like why would you want to go to a mystery planet like right after that? If especially because we only had uh, Daniels, her her spouse that died, right, and then one colonist. Is that what happened? Or two colonists? Uh, I think there were one, um, yeah. one colonist, two embryos, and James Franco. But their reasoning is, which I, I guess could be a good reasoning. Let's go check out this planet because it's only two weeks away. Because because of what happened to James Franco, nobody really wants to get in the crowd tubes right now. Which I get that. Okay. I get that. That was the reasoning. That was that was everybody's reasoning was let's go check out this paradise because we don't really want to be burned alive in our cryo tubes. That was that's that makes sense to me. Yeah, sure. First of all, hang on for one second, Jordan. I'm going to have to argue with you because I can't let this go. We can't move past this now. You made a comment that Ridley Scott can't do anything besides uh, sci-fi. Going straight too far. Yes. Are you fucking high right now? <laughs> No, like, I'm not. I get, I get that he loves Russell Crowe. I get that. Like he's Russell Crowe's literally everything he's ever done, you know. But first of all, Robin Hood, really good. American Gangster, one of the greatest mob, you know, mob stories ever. Matchstick Men, one of the greatest, most underrated movies of all time. Black Hawk Down, I lived with that movie forever. Gladiator, everything you've, any, okay. you know, anytime anybody who's ever, <coughs> ah, Jordan, bring fuck back you, bring back the center now. <laughs> Continue. Um, I'm not going to really rebuttal. I'm just going to say that he made two of the most influential sci-fi movies of all time, and that would be Alien and Blade Runner, because Blade Runner takes place in the same world as Alien. So, it doesn't mean it's the only thing he can do. Well, visually, he is 
And you know what? That goes full circle with this movie. I think all three of us will agree. Just like for me, Atheist, this movie is fucking gorgeous. It's beautiful to look at. You know what? It did, it did look pretty cool. The, the the alien city that we get to see on the planet, too. Like, uh, uh, that was really cool. So the, the engineer's home world or, uh, or, or what have you. I thought that was pretty cool. I, I liked that. Um, the way that they do... Uh, uh, well, I mean, even at the start of the movie, I I, had, I got to go see this at the the Emax or the you know one of the it's, it's not IMAX anymore, it's, it's some other shit. Whatever the hell, every movie theater. Like yeah. Why like, is it more environmentally friendly now somehow? <laughs> no, no, no. It's like it's like a bigger screen now, and it's got Dolby surround mm. sound, and I got you know the the whole experience pretty much. And because nobody was in the theater, I just sat like right. Right in the middle on the biggest recliner there. It was, it was amazing. And, uh, uh, yeah, uh, the start when it opens up of the uh, with the ship opening its its sails, you know, like that that's a cool thing that we got to see. That, that, that's cool piece of technology. Great visual. It, uh, unveil now I get and, why Count Dooku did it in his ships, by the way. Yeah. Makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so, that, that's yeah. i mean something like that or just like the ship itself was actually a pretty cool design i i enjoyed it or the, the start of the movie with with the the all white room in the introduction of david um he's got an eye for for the futurology part of it or the cyberpunk sort of, uh side of things it's pretty good absolutely yeah i mean like and, and that's why i've admired his work when it comes to the sci-fi world so they land on, um, so they, so they land on uh, paradise, but only Danny McBride, his wife, I'm sorry, Danny McBride and another guy and his wife are on the actual covenant. Everybody else is down there. They his wife go, is not on covenant. His wife goes down. That's right. That's right. His wife Ferris is his wife. She's the pilot on the shuttle. So the shuttle goes down to paradise, and, um. They're walking and they stumble upon the space jockey ship from Prometheus. And they walk into there, but why they're walking there, all of them, other people split up, and this guy s- steps on this a spore. S- spore. And an interesting like, visual. Like, like seedlings of, almost. Yeah, and it goes into his ear. And then I like what what I don't like, I'm sorry was that Ridley Scott decided to do his artistic douchebaggery shot where we had to get into a CG ear canal and see it go into his ear. It was unnecessary, but it was fine forever what it was. And um, just let you know, tweaking out, he starts, yeah, he starts getting sick. And then, uh, and then, and then another guy who was a part of the gay couple guy uh, sniffs a spore and he gets infected and we don't know what's going on. All of a sudden, boom, and we get a brand new Xenomorph. It's called in the movie because the toys have come out, the action figures, uh, the collectibles, I guess another way of saying it, is called the Neomorph. So the all-white alien is called the Neomorph. Neomorph. And the alien that you saw at the end of Prometheus that comes out of the space jockey at the end, you know what I'm talking about, Ed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's called the Deacon. Wait, wait, so we what? Had, wait, wait, which one? That's what they call it. Uh, at the end of Prometheus, when the space jockey gets oh. attacked by the giant facehugger, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the alien that pops out of the space jockey's chest in Prometheus is called the Deacon. These all-white aliens are called Neomorphs. So what's interesting about these Neomorphs is that yeah. they bust out of any place they want to. They're not chestbursters. One bust out of a guy's back very violently. Yeah, that looked very one, fucking painful, dude. Oh, my God. Oh my, okay, well, guys, how would you want to go out? Alien coming out of your back or alien coming out of your mouth like that one guy did in the middle of the field? Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, God, jeez, that was – you know what? Like, uh, this the other part, too, is that, like, uh, certain things uh, – uh, I guess it's just minor movie gripes. I, I can't really complain about it. Like when the guy was sick and just like, are you okay? He's like, I'm fine. It's like, dude, you're on an alien planet. Like, could you be a yeah. little bit more more careful? Smoking a cigarette. Too. Yeah, and the other, well, <laughs> the other guy was smoking a cigar. Uh, yeah, in the middle of a wheat field. Yeah, in the middle of a wheat field. So like, you're not just yeah, you just assume that oh, this is just like Earth, no problem at all. 
But, like, uh, yeah, and he was going to go pee somewhere, too. I would not be sticking my junk out in the middle of a strange planet, <laughs> like, day one, especially within the first hour, you know? Like, it's just not going to happen. Guys, did you guys think when he said that, by the way, in the movie, or the guy that got infected in the ear, that he said, I'm going to go pee? Because I saw trailers of the spores, you know? Yeah. They're like, oh, my God, is he going to – is he going to pee instead of going up his pee hole? Because if that happened, <laughs> like, it's I was nervous. Clap. I was nervous. It's but, the clap. Uh, he didn't even go pee. He went to go sneak a cigarette. Yeah. Why would you lie about that? Why would you just say, hey, listen, I'm going to go burn one real quick? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Like, you're, it's, all you, you are yeah. the soldier. That's all. That's the only job that you have. So what do you guys think of the brand new neomorphs of them bursting out of the mouth, bursting out of the back? They're very violent. You can tell they definitely have the classic xenomorph in them. What do you guys think of the neomorphs? They're pretty cool. Well, me man. personally, I mean, I didn't. I mean, it, they're just continuing to introduce like more and more aliens. But like, it's the natural evolution of of the of the alien. You know, the the, the xenomorphs. Me, I mean, me personally, I I think it's kind of sort of a part where they're forcing the character, like they're developing into the xenomorphs really quickly and it doesn't make sense to me but you know that's just me being an asshole me having having a gripe about it i you know what like nothing is gonna beat the fully grown xenomorph that we we get to see at like the end and uh it's just when you see those things in full action just the way they move so erratically it just oh god it's so fucking sweet they have that creep walk you know that uh that, that creeper crawl pretty much where it's just hands over feet it's just uh, uh it's very detailed and, and the tail whips around too so i nothing beats that they they are just a fearful thing to watch but these things are kind of like um they are the raptors of jurassic park basically oh <laughs> good Clever good girls. reference Rapt, raptors of jurassic park that's good man i like that and it, it you give them credit because there's cool action scenes like this was a very ghost in the darkness kind of shit of them uh as you know just kind of jumping through the high grass at at people but yeah uh, speaking of that yeah did you guys did you guys did you guys see that one soldier guy that got hit in the uh hit in the face with the tail and his whole jaw his old lord jaw, yeah just that was sweet mm-hmm. the, oh my god yeah, that was so brutal. These things in action were, were pretty fun to watch. Like that's that's something that was just like, all right, that's pretty dope. I, I enjoyed that. I had a lot of guesses though when the flare came out because it was like, well, wait a minute, who's who the hell's this? But then I hope think me Obi Wan Kenobi. You're yeah, my only hope. And then I kind of figured it out uh, as they were walking back. But like that's that's so dope, man. Just uh, when they were walking, uh, uh, so they get stranded on the planet. Shit happens. The ship blows up. Their their uh, the main ship stays in orbit. But the uh, scout ship that comes down from uh, the colony ship to the planet gets in a bit of trouble uh, because the two people get sick. Uh, neomorphs bust out. Shit blows up. They're stuck on the planet. Moving the plot forward, uh, they're in a bit of trouble, and they get saved by a mysterious stranger who apparently the xenomorphs don't like bright light, right? Uh, the neomorphs, I guess, don't like bright light. As soon as that scene happens, I said out loud, and people looked at me, oh, this is going to be bullshit. <laughs> um, the rest of the movie, until the xenomorph comes, is Kong Skull Island for me. It is the pits. The second half is the worst. All right, and the so whole alien franchise. Second act is introduced. Mysterious stranger says, "Come with me if you want to live." Flexes, turns around, and uh, they go through rough terrain to seemingly now what looks to be like a what a, a very uh, well destroyed and, and depressed would be city. Beautiful shot with, by the way, with, too. With melted yeah. people that are like in stone. Yeah, and like stoned ash, or, or just just kind of charred. Yeah. It just all over, all over. There's this huge main common ground. Uh, yeah, which is I and wanted to ask you about that too. With that, because that was that was in reference to the payload that he was talking about, right? Was that him? Yeah. So, well, well let's, what happens? Let's, let's get yeah. going. Yeah, let's get going in it. So, what happens is this is where I call bullshit. So, 
the we want to reveal alien... the mysterious stranger, by the way, first before because yeah. By the way, mysterious stranger is long blonde hair, David. Yep. So from, we got Michael, Fa Michael Fassbender time two. Uh, I, you know, I can't go wrong with Michael, Ed. I agree with you. My love yeah. for Michael Fassbender's. I have to give him a lot of credit for this movie because he did a really, even though he's playing an alien, you have to play it straight, or excuse me, a, a, a robot, he's playing it sort of straight. He doesn't have to really interact facially with, with, with himself. He did a really good job acting with himself in that. You know, that's really, he did. really difficult to do. And, you know, I, however, what they did the stand-ins, that kind of, I, I have no idea how they did it. Flute but scene. Yeah, they did a really great, yeah, it's flute, yeah the flute scene. In, it, yeah. It's it, that flute, in my opinion, is an homage to Prometheus when he has that flute and he goes, doo -doo -doo -doo, you know, has a little drag, like calls a little dragon sword in, and you know he he gets the ship going, but uh, but you know I think he did this. You know, it's not going to win him anything, but he did. He has an Oscar-worthy uh, appearance in this movie, I think. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, Michael Fassbender was good, but uh, you know, there's here, here we go. Here's the gripes because Eric, you asked about it. So what I call bullshit on is the first movie in Alien, when they go to the space jockey ship and you see the space jockey there with the with his chest burst open before Kane gets the face hugger, that was just a fan theory. The space jockey has literally been nothing besides a few comics here and there. They're not called engineers or nothing like that. That was just it was Ridley Scott an interview that said recently in the past 10 years that the space jockey creature in the first alien movie was just to show that these aliens have been around forever and they can attack anything. Uh, so people want to know about the space jockeys. Boom, we get in Prometheus. So this is where I start calling bullshit. They go to the engineer's homeworld. They have completely blown the engineer's best way to say it is that they made the engineers sound like they were gods because that's where they were. They created us. They created mankind. And they're easily wiped out just by a little ooze that he drops from a space jockey ship from the from, from Prometheus. Right. It's ridiculous. It's laughable. It is it's insulting my intelligence as a filmmaker and a, and a, and a, and a film reviewer and an alien fan. It's really stupid because What's his motivation? David's motivation is, and here's the big spoiler, everybody. David the android created the xenomorph that you know today. He created the egg. He created the queen, the face hugger, the xenomorph. That's what his contribution is. And he does that by discovering that he has wiped out the whole engineer's in a split second, women and children too, I might add, if you guys seen that. Yep. And mm -hmm. he and then he says that Shaw, who was the Ripley of the first movie in Prometheus, says that, oh, she died in the crash. No, he kills her, disembowels her, takes her insides, and starts to develop what we know now as the face hugger egg. Bullshit. This second part is terrible. Just terrible. I was checked out at this point. Yeah, that was a Bad. that was a odd. That was a very fucking odd and dark turn. That uh, they kind of came out of. It, it, well, yeah, it was just odd and dark that suddenly this android that is created, uh, uh, seamlessly for 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 kind of exploration and good things, it now suddenly has like this kind of god complex where he's going to start. Uh, learning about anatomy by by tearing it apart and piece by piece and then using the parts that he uses to and then killing his the, his friend i guess if you could yeah. say that, that dr shaw was his friend and completely just like yeah taking her parts and for this, for this well remember for this though, dream that he, he has her. yeah he loves well, her remember though he loves her because and you know people can say because i've watched and i've listened to a lot of reviews about this movie before you know in, in a prepare for our review People are saying, oh, you know, David didn't love Shaw. Bullshit, because if David didn't love Shaw, A, he wouldn't have teared up. An android tears up when he talks about her. And then he shows Walter her grave, her supposed grave. If, if he loved her, he never would have had a grave for her. And he, he does I mean, praise yeah. her quite well after it. I mean, obviously he was had like a bit of a shrine to her and it's like that. But so what? So he's, he's either... We don't know. She maybe she could 
died from something else, or it's probably safe to assume that, oh, maybe she starved. Who knows? Uh, uh, we, we don't know. We, we uh, just assume the, uh, that he killed her. On YouTube, we find out. Yeah, Wait, yeah. In the in the in the prologue, we find out. Oh, which can you none, answer? none of that. How what happens? Uh, in the prologue, just just go ahead and you go to YouTube. Uh, um, uh, it's uh, it's Alien Covenant prologue. Uh, one of the two. Because um, okay. none of that makes sense to yeah, me, so I'm wondering it, what happens. Yeah. Yeah, Shaw Shaw fit David because at the end of Prometheus, the space jockey rips off um, his head. And then after that, the space jockey, um, well, the space jockey dies. And then Shaw, when they go back on the um, ship, Shaw uh, reattaches his head, and they become best buds on the way to the engineer's homeworld. And then what happens is um, he puts her in a cryo sleep, and she has tubes that come into her body and attach to her, and then she goes to sleep, and then he gets ready to drop the quote-unquote nukes on the engineers so it's kind of the same fate that daniels has at the end of this movie where um he puts in cryo sleep pretty much knocks her the fuck out so he can do whatever he wants to do with her that's pretty much what happens oh well that sounds stupid yeah uh, and <laughs> also a pretty cool um i mean that that twist at the end you, you kind of saw it coming right yeah all oh, hands down yeah Especially when they don't tell you, when you don't see who kills who, you know who that guy is. And they tell you this first second you see it after the fight, when he's running, he stops, he looks, he gives that I don't give a shit look, and then runs. Like, you, he, they tell you who he is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that was <laughs> true. But, uh, yeah. So now what happens you know, is the crew gets saved by him. We find all this bullshit out that I have so many problems with as an alien fan. But then all of a sudden, the captain, the guy that made the stupid decision to go to paradise, boom, alien eggs, and they're waiting for their mother. Boom, real face hugger, coming out, attaches himself to him, excited as fuck. I was geeked. I was so excited. to. I was ready to see the chestburster. Yeah. But no, we do not get a chest burster. We get a chest burster, if you can tell the tone in my voice. But we get a chest burster that performs for David. Yeah. It's not a larva hey. like it is an alien. It comes out with all of its limbs and it goes, hey, it's me. Hey, mom. Xenomorph. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was so bad. That was kind of that was kind of dumb. I don't I don't know what the hell looking at Puppet Master stuff that was, but I, that was I, terrible. As soon as as David put up his arms, uh, yeah. and then I was like, "Is she gonna do that too?" It, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess yeah. so. Now here's an interesting thought, guys. We find out in the second movie, Aliens, by James Cameron '86, that the aliens are kind of like a beehive. And they have a queen that lays the eggs. Yeah. He takes body parts, innards, what have you, from Shaw to create what these xenomorphs are going to become. So Shaw, in theory, the reason why she's so important is because Shaw is technically the first alien queen. Okay. Where do you where do you so where are just, you coming up with that? Tell me where you're coming up with that. Because Aliens, because aliens have a queen, just like Wait, just like a fucking bee. Oh, no, because, I get, because no, the I egg, get what you said. I want to know where made, your theory. The eggs were made with with her, uh, with her with parts, her body, I guess. Okay, and okay. and through her, uh, creates the face hugger, which then attacks. See, so. I didn't, I no. didn't see any body parts. I didn't see that. I mean, I saw her body there. I thought, you know what I mean. Well, I he saw says her, that. Okay, well, that I that I missed it because I had checked out. Like as you had said, the second half of this movie is just one of the some of the worst things I've ever seen in a movie. Well, so yeah, I, 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 mean, I like, mentally checked yeah, out. And I just it. missed that. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, like, I'm sorry, I'm wrong, I'm incorrect. He does not actually. David does not actually say that I took her parts, but there's a scene where you see Shaw lying on the ground and her from. Yeah, you know, from the top yeah. of her chest on her stomach is this pride open, and all of her insides are gone. And then when you go to see an alien egg, you get to see that there's like, you know, or 
there's like parts to it that look like you know, intestines or stomach or whatever. So you well, just, then, I just, I just kind of put two and two together. Okay. Well then I, I, then I completely missed that because what I saw was her there and we as an audience were meant to knew, know what that was. We, we knew what that was, but the, the, you know, the crew of the covenant did not. So Billy Crudup believes him for some fucking reason. He goes there to kill him and then he, and then he believes him. So he follows him down and he sees all these eggs. And he's like, yeah, go ahead and look at it. Go ahead and touch it. So he does, <laughs> you know, and, and he does. And then all of a sudden you get the, you get the face hugger or whatever the hell they're called. So, yeah, yeah. So like, not only did that whole part of the story not make sense, but I didn't see what you were talking about. So if I missed it, I missed it. I, I just didn't see it. Now we get the part where I know what's happening. I'm at the edge of my seat. I'm excited. This is the first Alien movie in 20 years, folks, because Alien Resurrection came out in 97. So it's been 20 years since I've seen an actual alien in theaters because Alien vs. Predator does not exist. Anywho. <laughs> oh, uh, stop it. Oh my God! But the third it, it, it looks is cool. Great! Like, I, I, oh like I said, God, I really act. like looking at it. The it's, scene it's where you have all the aliens craw crawling up the pyramid and the predator shooting down at them. Although the no. movie itself was stupid and no. the concept no. was stupid, that was really fucking cool. Yeah. Hey, no, wait a second. Let's let's, let's talk about that. In the Alien franchise, uh, where chronologically does do the predators come in? Uh. Well. The Alien vs. Predator timeline is completely different. That that's this whole other thing. It doesn't exist in the Alien franchise. But okay, but like, um, where does to it your exist? Question, in, in to answer your question, since the dawn of mankind, so way before this shit, because Alien vs. Predator, the first movie, takes place in two thousand and four. So way before this shit. Oh okay. Oh, okay, so a hundred years before. So the aliens have been around for yeah. Oh, yeah. for a long time then. Yeah, yeah, because in AVP and in, in, in the first Alien versus Predator, you find out. That wait, wait, also, wait, 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 that would wait, mean wait, wait. That, that doesn't make sense then. That doesn't yeah. make sense. If David, if David's created the Z, the the xenomorphs, essentially, he's evolved the the little tiny bug that evolves into the xenomorphs. You know, the alien, which the predators have been hunting, which were developed to hunt, according yeah. to this story. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, then, then that, then that timelines, that timeline of this movie is way off. No. So either your, either your claim is true, either what you're claiming is true that you know the filmmakers are pretending that that movie never happened. Yeah. They or, don't. or there's something going on that we don't know about yet. No, there's nothing that's going on we don't know about. Uh, every Brandywine Productions, who is in control. Walter Hill, uh, one of the producers, uh, have said that Alien vs. Predator is—it's just—it's—it's—it's it's just a sub movie. It does—it's not canon in this Alien franchise. That's—it it does not exist. Okay. So, oh, yeah, just right. so you know. But anywho, the Xenomorph comes. We get a great fight with Daniels and the Xenomorph, and I would love to say that I love Ripley. Ripley's my number one. Uh, heroine in all movies, but Daniels, I think, could kick Ripley's ass what? in this movie because she's flying off of shit. She's kicking the shit out of the alien. It is wonderful. What? Yeah, that was what some. That does. was some shit but, where suddenly she just walks outside and clips herself to the to the bay, and she's badass. got a assault rifle in in hand there, and she's just you know letting them rip. Absolutely. That was my favorite scene in this movie. When they're on great. that cargo, their cargo ship or whatever. The alien I mean, looked great. It was awesome. Operates it, a crane that, and grabs a. That Tennessee guy, which you know Kenny Powers, you know one of my favorite characters of all time. Yeah. But but you know like he's supposed to be this great pilot. They bust his balls, but that happens between guys and doing the same job. But like he's supposed to be this great pilot, and he, okay, he puts he you know I I get the concept of him putting the rest of the colonists at risk when he lowers down to 80 kilometers and then 40 kilometers. And I get that cause he's trying to find his wife. Okay. And he actually does a really good job in this movie, but he's supposed to be this great pilot. And then he can't fly a cargo freighter to save his life. Like he wrecks into shit that he, that he can see. It's unstable. That's what it was. It's just big clunky and the crane threw them off but, balance. 
but then he screams, "I'm trying to compensate, trying to compensate, uh, compensate," and then all, and then like he wrecks into shit, like. He, that that didn't make like there's just character flaws like they make mistakes that they shouldn't be making. Well, I think it's they talked about thrust too. How it's just a just a big old boat. I don't know. I mean, at I, this point, who cares? Yeah. We got Daniels against us. We got Daniels against a xenomorph. It, it doesn't matter at this point. Can, can I just that's say why, yeah. that's why I hate the movie. That's why it matters to me. Well, if, we're at, if we're at the end of the movie, then let, let, let me just ask then because yeah. uh, the few questions that I have actually for the if, one, if uh, that one xenomorph was destroyed within the clutches of the crane, then where the fuck did the other one come from? So. From the guy, uh, from the guy that had the face hugger. I actually thought that question too, but then I went back and. Looked at the movie again from the white I, I guy forgot. with the face hugger. The yeah, so uh, the guy who was a part of the uh, part of the uh, gay guy couple, um, he got a face hugger attached uh, after the captain did, and then the guy went to go save him, and he cut the face hugger, and the acid blood spilled on the side of his face. Yeah. Oh, so, so his blood they, is his jizz. No. So when he went back <laughs> into when they went back into the Covenant ship. Yeah. The, uh, and they went to just think everything is happy and, go- and happy and, and everything is over with. Uh, a chest burster burst out of that guy. The reason why was because the face hugger was on him long enough to attach to actually impregnate did, him with Did I other. miss that? Did they have a shot of that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely yeah. They oh, yeah, they did. man. That's why uh, I must have been. <laughs> yeah, because I thought the same thing too. Because I, I was driving home, I was <laughs> like, "Where the fuck that other like, Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. The guy with the guy with the acid blood on the side of his face. The uh, oh. because it is a it is it is it is a split second. And no, no, I, for, I, I, I think I yeah. remember the scene. Yeah, because 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 the tube yeah. from the face hugger. Yeah. It, yeah. So. So that's listen, how we've happened. we've all been there. We've all lasted a split second too. So I get it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes, you know, so you think everything's over with, you know, the aliens destroyed and boom. No, we get a remake of the first alien movie, essentially. You got Daniels, Danny McBride, and we think it's Walter, but spoiler, it's been David this whole time. And they have a great battle with the alien um, on uh, on the cargo area of the, of the ship. Uh, the alien gets killed. Everybody's happy, and then she talks to David and says, "Are you gonna help me build that cabin on the lake?" And he doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. She realizes that it's Walter, and then I'm happy. I'm good. I'm feeling good. Okay, I'm ready for Alien Awakening in two years. And then David regurgitates face hugger embryos. Oh my god, that was the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. And I'm walking out of there going. He just regurgitated embryo face huggers. Yeah. What? So. You've been holding on to those for a I, while then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I did not know that. Look, I don't know. Uh, there is a lot of fucked up shit. Uh, this imagine movie. this There's too. That he probably. Let's, let's say that that he had, had swallowed those. He did some David Blaine shit and swallowed those well before going to the party. You know what I mean? <laughs> and well, wait a minute let me theorize this what if he he was, taking hits, man. he was taking punches into the stomach and he was getting flipped and tossed around he's getting hit man and he kept those inside he stabbed he's got an iron stomach is is he then is he then the original or the alien queen oh the father the, well, the, the alien the, king, the, essentially. The dad, the king or the queen. I mean, no, whatever. I mean, he would be the creator. Have... Isn't that his whole purpose, is to be the creator? He's the creator. That's He's, his yeah. whole point, yeah. He's the creator. He so, wants to destroy humans. That's his purpose. Uh, okay, okay. I mean, let's, let's, let's accept all that, but those are that's the beginning of an egg is an embryo. I mean, science 101. Sure. So, yeah, he freezes them because he's going to be – you know, he doesn't want them to – uh, you know, for lack of a better term, he doesn't. He wants them to be stable for the next, however long they're going to the next planet, which we assume is seven years. Seven. Well, no, the, the whatever the planet, but fuck one, two, three, four, whatever the hell you call it. LV four two six. Okay. So he wants them to be. He doesn't want them to hatch in the meantime because they're going to be hungry. So he puts them there. So does that then make him 
the first alien queen because he's a robot. He doesn't have a gender. So to speak, uh, you know, like I said before earlier, uh, you know, I my theory is that Shaw, Elizabeth Shaw, is the kind of humanoid alien queen because they used her parts to create the face huggers sure. and the eggs. Sure, but but, if, but using that theory, they use everybody that gets that gets a face hugger on them or anybody that gets killed. Every time you see an alien burst out of somewhere, it's the next iteration leading up to the xenomorph. No, absolutely. But what I'm trying to say is that this is the creation of what we know of a xenomorph. So that's why I'm saying that she's kind of the queen. I get what you're saying, okay. Ed. But I just call bullshit that David – because, Eric, you're right. David wasn't a huge – fight with 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 fucking walter getting thrown around getting stabbed getting everything else and at the end of the movie when daniels finds out that he's actually david and and all this stuff and then he decides to regurgitate two facehugger embryos for her clearly and danny mcbride it's just like uh we even talk about the last scene though that i really did like the couple sex scene shower with the alien attacking them, and he gets a face hugger in the back of the head through his mouth. That Not was a face interesting. Hugger, a fucking, fucking alien tongue. Yeah. That well, let's awesome. let's be honest. It's a horror movie, and in every horror movie, the couple that has sex dies. Well, of course, a, but it was still cool. So, that alien still tongue, cool. dude, like, is serious. Yeah. That, thing, that thing is going through glass and just all, all <laughs> sorts of shit in this, yeah. twice in this movie. Which also yeah, does bad. explain why the glass is more is stronger in the original alien right because they he can't break through the, the alien can't break through the glass right i don't know how that's why they lock it they, they lock it in that room i don't know how the report's gonna guys, get back about that guys yeah it's it's yeah it's neither here or there when it comes to that because the technology in this movie that takes place 20 years before the first alien movie is far advanced compared to the first alien movie you just got to kind of give it that mulligan and just kind of go with it, you know. But hey, listen, I've been trying to defend this movie that you love and I hate so much. I'm just gonna roll with it. it. I don't say well, the series. Let's get into this. Ed, Eric, what's gonna be our final review for Alien Covenant? I'm so excited to talk about this one. Ed, how much money would you pay to see Alien Covenant? Oh God. Um, you know, I I I, I did. Unfortunately, I paid full price for this movie because it was it was after four o'clock. It was the only showing, so I didn't get a matinee. I would honestly say uh, the price of streaming, which is half price, uh, that that's that's what that's what I think this movie's worth. Um, I love Ridley Scott, absolutely love Ridley Scott, Ridley Scott, and I'm on the opposite spectrum of Jordan when I say I think his worst movies, less Alien. Are his are his sci-fi films? I you know I have never made it through Blade Runner. Uh, Alien was great, and then these movies, and you know I mean I love everything that he's done, except the sci-fi movies. So, um, you know I, I hold him in a higher standard. I feel like the development of the characters was forced. I feel like they've made flawed decisions. I personally would not recommend this movie to anybody <laughs> unless you're a huge fan of this franchise. Jordan, you're literally <laughs> the only person that I would say definitely you should go see this movie. Um, so I, you know, all in, I say, I say half price. All right, Eric, how much money would you pay to see Alien Company? <laughs> I, I kind of have to agree with Ed on all accounts here, man. Like, I, I, I it's not... It's not the best as a standalone if you've never seen any of the aliens and then going to see this one on your own. You'll get a bit of a thrill, I'm sure, but um, as far as like the actual story of everything, um, I just don't. Uh, I don't think it's for them. You know, you're going. People who are going to see Alien are uh, the people who are fans of the franchise and people who are dating fans of the franchise. <laughs> So, like, that's just, that's kind of, that's what it is. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the Alien series. Um, I would say pay a streaming price if it's on a DVD, if it's on a a video on demand or something. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'd say rent it. But I, I can see the theory with this one. You don't, you don't need to see a theater with this one, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, I 100% agree with you. I mean, I just wanted to add that I rever I I wanted I want to reverse what I what I did. I paid full price to see this movie, but rented on Amazon for four dollars Prometheus. I would pay full price for Prometheus, but should rent this for five bucks. I just, I just think that it's redeeming factor. Wow. This one is it like the Xenomorph is really fucking cool. Like yeah. Uh, that that's just and to see a full one like that actually in action is was I underestimated it to be quite honest because I saw in the trailer an action shot of it uh, on the uh, when it was on that uh, on that cargo machine or freighter or the hell it was and it looked kind of silly but then seeing it in action it's like damn that thing it scares the shit out of you man it, like it moves like a yeah. jittery spider that's yeah, great it, it I mean that's yeah um all right you guys may not be shocked I don't know. Uh, I'm going to give Alien Covenant half price. Um, it's not the strongest, nor is it the weakest movie him. in the Alien franchise. Told him. Got him. But I was disappointed in it. I mean, I was I was excited in the beginning in the first act because it took its time and it was slow. And that's what the Alien movies are. They, they take time to build up characters. And yeah, you may be here to see an alien, but you got to care about who gets killed and who survives. And that's what always was the appeal to the original trilogy in 1, 2, and 3. Uh, this movie, though, I, I just don't like the fact that we find out that David is the father of the aliens, essentially. I just, I just don't like the fact that an android decides that humanity is not worth, their, not worth his time or is wild, so he decides to create these things, which create x amount of others and it's just ah, it's, it's bullshit when it comes to that uh prometheus i always enjoyed uh just as like a love letter to the franchise so that's why i never really bitched about it much but this movie had me griping uh i was i was not happy with with a lot of it but i but i was happy with what i got i mean i got a great xenomorph and eric i know you kind of like the xenomorph too i got a great xenomorph nobody's going to care about the neomorphs Stop creating us new aliens, Ridley Scott. Nobody cares about new aliens. Give us facehuggers, give us chestbursters, give us aliens, and give us an alien queen. And introduce an alien king, for God's sakes, and let's move on. Just do it. Uh, but other than that, all together, we're going to get this one, a, of course, a half, a half price. But uh, next week, we have a movie that I'm not interested to see at all because the franchise is deader than Alien. But uh, we're re our next movie is The Pirates of the Caribbean. Dead Men Tell oh, Tales. Really? I love pirates. Love pirates. I can't believe God, you don't like that movie. I love, God, I love pirates. How could you guys not like these movies? Do I, I love need... pirates. I, did, I have not seen the last, I think, two. How many are there? Oh now? my god, they're brilliant. They're oh, so this good. Is the, this is the fifth one, Eric. This is the fifth one. I... Javier Bardem? Are you kidding me? Like... I can't That's believe you guys aren't excited, excited for this. <laughs> That's the only reason I'm excited is because of Javier. So, but next week we will be doing, uh, uh, like I said, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. And then here's something interesting too for everybody. After Pirates of the Caribbean, we're going to be doing Wonder Woman, which I'm excited I'm to do excited as well. For that one. And my and wife is going to go with me on that one for once. You know, we do have one more special guest scheduled. Uh, we're not going to tell you exactly when yet because we haven't had everything uh, ironed out. But we do have one more special guest. We will tell you on Twitter and our Facebook when you can uh, when you can expect it and who it will be. And I promise you, you'll it'll it'll be never ending. You'll you'll never want to talk. You'll never be. Uh, it'll be never ending when you find out who it is. Jordan, where can they find us at? They can find us at movieguyspodcast.com, berealnetwork.com, movieguyspodcast.podbean.com, and search us on iTunes and uh, for Movie Guys Podcast. But Eric and Ed, thank you so much, like always, for joining me on this discussion. We'll be back next week for Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Have a good night. Bring the rum.